0: There's other important issues that we have to deal with, and, um, you know, so I, I don't know that it is a, a top priority, but there's certainly there's certainly folks who have an appetite for it, and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, whether it gets there or not, I, I don't know.
1: Uh, since he's doubtful, actually, that's uh, State Rep Houston Gaines, Athens Republican Houston Gaines, with whom we spoke on Tuesday, uh, talking there about a proposed constitutional amendment. Here we go again uh, with a proposal for... Online sports gambling in Georgia, 36, 37, 38 other states have it. Georgia could, if it could get in front of the voters in the form of a constitutional amendment, requires two-thirds majorities in both the House and Senate. Houston Gaines, you're hearing there saying, yeah, we got more important stuff to do. Let's get the Senate perspective on that and other issues. From Madison County State Senator Frank Ginn, Republican, represents about half of Athens in the Georgia Senate. Senator Ginn, thanks for your time this morning.
0: Hey, good morning, Tim. Great to be
1: with you. Let well, me we jump in here on the, the gambling thing. It was it was Senator Bill Cousert, your Anthony Senate colleague, who tweaked the legislation. Could have been an up-or-down vote on legislation that would have simply allowed uh, the online sports gambling to help fund the Lottery Corporation, which pays for the Hope Scholarships and the pre-K. But no, he said, let's put this in front of the voters of Georgia, the form of a constitutional amendment, thus raising the bar, two-thirds majorities in both the House and Senate. Where is this, and where are you?
0: You know, Tim, the uh, bill uh, went to the floor. The uh, without a constitutional amendment, the uh, I, I, I said no. I, I, I absolutely voted against it. I voted against all the amendments that were with it because it wasn't very well thought out. To me, the, the when you do something like that, you try to pass something that that is going to get tied up in court. It's going to be a, a fight with their lawyers, and and it's not going to work said the uh, because you know we didn't have nobody knew what what sports betting or mobile app betting was the uh when the the hope scholarship was passed back in the early 90s and for me i'm like why go down that path and so i i I commend senator calzer the uh he followed up after that floor vote which did pass but i I, it didn't pass with any help for me i voted against it the, uh, and he came to committee with a, a well thought out well uh, scripted constitutional amendment question, and I voted for it in committee so it it that constitutional amendment question will go to the floor at some point the uh and it's it's where for me the people need to decide like you know back uh thirty years ago when when oh, actually a little over thirty years ago when we uh, had the hope scholarship question come up for the lottery in, in Georgia, you know, as well thought out and, and put it before the people and the people decided to do it. And, you know, it's been a great success for uh, everything from kindergarten or pre-K all the way through uh, higher end. And, and that's one of the things that to me, I don't like going off half-cocked and, and I was glad to see that, that uh, my wingman Senator Coucher, moved the, the bill forward in a, in a thoughtful manner that uh we can, we can work together on and, and let the people in, in Georgia decide whether they want to do this or not.
1: Well, Senator Frank Ginn with us. Uh, talk about a couple of things that you're working on, you specifically in the Senate. I now a week and a day away from legislative crossover day. Senate Bill 499 enhances the planning and delivery of services by counties and cities. I, I read this and I think of uh, not Senator Frank Ginn, but Frank Ginn, the county manager from back in the day. Uh, you are you have a front row seat for the way the state and local local governments interact over the years.
0: Uh, yes, sir. Said the, uh, as you know, I, this, this year I'm chairing the state and local government operations committee, and I've got about 20 years in as a city and county manager. And for me, that this uh, off-season that we had in between last year and this year, uh, there was a, a study committee that we worked on for service delivery. And I'll give you a perfect example uh, right next door to you in Bexar County um uh, there's been a long-standing feud between the city and the county the uh city of winder and and bear county on service delivery and that's who's going to serve what for water and sewer I, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story the uh had former attorney general sam olins call me and said hey frank we, we've got a client that, that uh is trying to build a medical office facility it was just outside the city of winder the uh Oh, the situation was was that had has a rule that they wouldn't serve it unless they annexed into the city. The county had an agreement to, to they couldn't serve sewer to it because they had an agreement with DOT <laughs> if they couldn't serve it with water. And, you know, there's a total meltdown. The, uh, they couldn't get the medical office facility uh, built because they couldn't get a service agreement worked out and they called me and asked me to help uh, get into it and so long story short the uh great thing is is that i was able to work with the city and the county and and i'm proud of the the leaders that were there in both governments and and they made an exception to their rule and and we got service to it and there's a new medical office facility being built there long story short that pointed to me that we needed to do something on it and during the off season, me and Chairman John LaHood from down in oh, Valdosta worked together with our committees and uh, came up with uh, recommendations on how do we keep this from happening. They, it happens most of the time it works pretty well, but probably 10 or 15% of the time in, with cities and counties there's a feud, and that's not good for the taxpayer because when they get into it, this, this case actually went through the Supreme Court. And you know that's 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 oh, expensive no, it, it's not good for the, the citizens and not good to get service deliveries put out yeah
1: there. it's bad on a lot of different levels i I'm, I'm just sitting here in amazement I'd never heard this story but but to build an office park in this case a medical complex to just to get that done uh required a a, a a i suppose somebody speaking on the behalf of the builder there Sam olins who had been in the legislature had been the attorney general knew to pick up the phone and knew which state senator to call Absent that, it, it might not have been done at all. And I think most folks, uh, most folks in business anyway, would think we ought not need to get folks like you and him involved in something like this. It ought to be a lot simpler, and I suppose that's the point of the legislation.
0: Yes, sir. And, and that's where, for me, uh, I was proud of the work the committee did. The, uh, that bill follows the recommendations of what our, our committee uh, met on. And we, we, we met several times uh, over different parts of the state. Talked to different local governments, had a lot of input from uh, interested parties, and it's it's a work product of, of that study committee. And you know, hopefully, the uh, tomorrow morning at seven uh, o'clock, I we'll have a, a meeting to get that bill uh, through committee and, and on to the floor. This this is the week that pretty much everything has to be done in the Senate. Our rules require us to have. All of those reported back before Monday. We go into session Monday morning at 10 o'clock. So uh, whatever's going on in, in in the Senate, if it's not reported out before Monday at, at uh, 10 o'clock, then – it's not going anywhere, and it'll be dead for the the session. Yeah, legislative a, crossover
1: day the, a week from tomorrow. State Senator Frank, yeah. Senate Bill four hundred two, likewise, uh, you're working on here legislation. And this one in the Senate Committee on Public Safety, I guess, now out of that committee, restrictions on Class D license holders operating Class C motor vehicles in Georgia with certain passengers. Unpack that one for us.
0: Well, you, you know, it's kind of this, this is hometown right here uh Steve Middlebrook's uh, grand grandchildren live right up on top of Lookout Mountain right at the Tennessee line and some of them have moved through that 16 year old uh, age and you know right now what happens with a 16 year old is we you've never driven a car by yourself and if you're in an automobile right now you have to wait six months before you can have another unrelated, person in the car and i don't know where you were at 16 tim but i remember the first time i was at my grandmother's house there on prince avenue and i had to drive uh, to atlanta and you know i'd been to atlanta several times but i don't know that i would have met all the challenge to okay how do i drive to atlanta you know what's the what's the route we didn't have google maps and we didn't have gps (laughs) and it was just Okay, you got to think about, okay, how am I going to get to Atlanta? And if you had broke down along the way, it puts you in a real uh, predicament because one of the most dangerous things, and I tell my daughter today, who's a fighter pilot in the Air Force, I said the most dangerous place to be is broke down on the side of the road because you got to watch the traffic. You've got to watch somebody coming up and, and, you know, hey, they – they can knock you in the back of the head while you're looking at you know, if you fix the flat tire or whatever it may be. And to me, to put a sixteen year old in that position doesn't make sense. And so the only thing this bill does is allow for a sixteen year old to have an unrelated person in the car with them the uh uh when they get their driver's license. So that they're not out there all by themselves. And if you remember back in camp the we we use the buddy system. When you yeah. went to camp, you had to, they were first to hey pick a buddy. That's your buddy. You're gonna look out after each other. If you go swimming, or you're gonna do whatever, you got a buddy that's gonna watch your back. And to me, the uh, Steve Middlebrooks asked me to, to uh, work on that. And it makes sense. It's one of those things that I, I hate to put a 16 year old out in, the, in an automobile. And if they get broke down, they're they're uh, in very jeopardy. And you think about as many people there are out there that, you know, abduct uh, youngsters and all kind of nefarious things and to me.
1: Harder to abduct two than one, I suppose, would be the logic behind the legislation here. State Senator Frank Ginn, up against it. We'll have to leave it there. I know you folks busy, as you mentioned, crossover day a week away. Best of luck with that and thanks for your time this morning.
0: Great to be with you Tim. Hope you have a great day. It's a beautiful day in Athens.